0: About to witness the strength of Flex Talk. Flex, 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 Flex Talk, Flex Talk.
1: There, there you are, you got all these problems swarming around in your brain. Here is one simple, one incredibly simple solution. I'm just surprised it doesn't happen every day around here. Now, now, they're going to say I said offing yourself is simple. But no, 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 it's not simple. They're saying I I shouldn't think stuff like this. You know, they're saying something is wrong with me. That I should be ashamed. Well, I'm, I'm sick of being ashamed. I mean, aren't you? Sick to death. I don't mind being... Rejected and rejected, but I'm not gonna be ashamed about
0: it. Hallelujah. At least pain
1: is real. You, you look around and you see nothing is real, but at least pain is real. And we're back. What's up, David? Hey, what's up, dude? And we're back on Flix Talk.
0: And we're back with Flicks Talk. This episode we dive deep into I don't want to keep saying dive deep, that's stupid.
1: Let's rewind, okay? Episode- Okay. Where is that was it? cool. Hey, was that a sound effect? Or was that you? Yeah.
0: That good. That could be like um, when I say something quirky, and then I'm like, no. That'd be um, funny.
1: Do we need sound effects? I don't know. No, Josh, this gimmick. isn't the we fucking Howard
0: Stern show. Stop it. <clears throat> we are fucking Flicks Yeah, fucking real. What, what was the little the little uh, method you use? Like lemons, licking lemons, or whatever it was. Remember what? Yeah, to enunciate your words, licking lemons or whatever.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. It's not licking lemons. You go, ready? This is what I do. I go, ready? Mama used to make me mash my M&M's.
0: Mama used to make <laughs> me mash my M&M's. Mama used to make <laughs> yes. me mash my M&M's. Mama used
1: to make me mash my M&M's. <laughs> Mama used to make me Welcome back to the monsters. <laughs> f-
0: Eddie Munster. No, Eddie um...
1: Webaker. But yeah, I, was, I just saw him the other day in a movie. I forgot what it was though. Who uh, the the grandpa, the grandpa from the Munsters.
0: Good lord, he's still alive!
1: No, it was an older flick. I, can't, uh, I can't remember what fucking movie.
0: All right, guys, we are now back with Flicks Talk. This episode, we're going to be talking about a classic movie. We're going to do a little throwback Thursday to a movie called Pump Up the Volume. Pump up the, the year volume. was Pump up 1990, and we were all pumping up the volume. We all had our ghetto blasters. I was. Well, I'm not going to say how old I was, but I was a youngster, so I didn't have my <laughs> ghetto blaster privileges yet. I was still... I, I might have had a Walkman back then. Did you have one? A Walkman?
1: I believe I did. I, I mean, who didn't have a Walkman?
0: And we're talking about a Walkman, not a Discman. I think people don't understand the differences. A Walkman was cassette tape. A Discman was a CD disc, correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had
0: a Walkman. I actually, I had both. Do you remember how, how often they would skip, though, the Discman?
1: Oh, yeah. They were horrible. Dude, you'd be like... like
0: thought you were so cool. You'd be, like, walking around and then just skip, you know, like, every five seconds.
1: And then I think, like, late 90s, they perfected it. I I, I remember I had that, I think Sony put it out or someone. It was badass. But this is back when they finally made CDs. They put out that Sony, I think it was a Sony Walkman. Right. I remember you could play, like, MP3s on it, too. You had the capability of playing burned MP3s. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it didn't skip, dude. The thing was badass. Like you could run around with it. Oh, and that's skip. right. That
0: was like that anti-skip. Remember the, yeah, remember thing. they
1: were like purple and they had like a lock. You mm-hmm. could lock your sneak case. You I should. remember
0: a yellow one. They had a yellow one. Sony did as well. Yeah. Yeah, the '90s were an amazing time, dude. I mean, it's, dude, the
1: best times. Let's go back to the '90s.
0: We have, we have, we had bands like Nirvana. We had, you know, the early days like Red Hot Chili Peppers. You had the whole punk era, real grungy time. You know, you Green
1: had, Day, bro. Remember how, how much Green we
0: Green Day, Day, Dookie. That was honestly that was Ooh. one of my first tapes, I believe cassette tapes that I ever got in a record store.
1: When Green Day was Green Day. Now, not so, not so good. Not They're so, not, not so, so Green
0: Day. They're not so Green not Day. Not so
1: Green Day. Too, too political. <laughs> not Green Day ish. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it it was definitely a much simpler time. We always talk about that, me and my girlfriend, about how much of a simpler time it was back in the day, dude. I mean, you didn't have – first of all, you didn't have a cell phone attached to your hip. You didn't feel the need to kind of like – reach in your pocket and grab your cell phone for social network like the world was social network you were just walking around you'd interact with people neighbors whoever it was your friends you were out getting fresh air it was dude it was an amazing time
1: yeah and everything wasn't a post oh i woke up today and checked the mail yeah oh i i I took a shit post you know (laughs) it wasn't
0: (laughs) yeah i mean if you if you really wanted to to talk about your day you really talked about it with somebody in person you know
1: right it was more like me and john me and david just be Beat 2 two forty year olds playing basketball, and we owned them. You, <laughs> know, you remember that? Remember when we killed those guys?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: They had their freaking like they had their eyeball protectors and everything. They had those the screen guards, the oh eyeglass guards. God. They had their knee knee guards and all that crap. And we were just out there like being kids. Kids, and I think we won like didn't we win kids. like forty bucks or something. I
0: don't remember, man. Your your memory is better than mine. Your memory is golden, buddy. So I believe you. Whatever you say. We those did, we day. did, and we won forty bucks. We won forty bucks. That's it.
1: That's
0: what we did. But now let's get back to the year 1990. And we have a little Christian Slater movie called Pump Up the Volume. Now, I had never seen this. I just came across it. I always, I've always, i always seen the cover, Pump Up the Volume, Pump Up the Volume. Then I remember seeing it a couple times in a thrift store, Pump Up the Volume. And I'm like, you know what? On TV, it was, it was streaming. I was like, you know what? Let's take it retro. Let's do a throwback. Turned it on. And dude. I was blown away, like in the first ten minutes of the movie, like how in depth, like his character was to the to the whole movie. Now, synopsis you wanna you wanna explain the synopsis, or do you want me to?
1: Um, I can, uh, yeah, I can explain it. Go for it. So basically, Christian Slater is this uh, shy, uh, introverted, uh, loner teenager, and he's got a lot of problems at home. He doesn't really talk to his parents; they're always on his case. So at at night, what he does is he he goes in the basement and he talks to the whole school basically on this pirated like radio station that he, he made, I guess his dad, I think it was his dad that gave him the, uh, the, um, the capabilities of doing it with a radio FM thing. And, uh, so he just communicates with the whole world and he uses like a voice changer and he just vents vents to the world, like how it's messed up and how he wants to rebel and stuff like that. And, and as it, as it goes on and progresses, he starts getting all these followers and, it just—it's just crazy how how the masses like listen to him and it blows up yeah. and it kind of gets out of a hand at, at near the end. But it's just an overall great movie. I love that movie.
0: Yeah, you beautifully said, and and it's kind of like the nineteen nineties version. Pirated radio was like an Instagram or some kind of social media now because of all the. You think of it as content. He was putting out a bunch of content, but why were these kids attracted to this content? Because it was different and they could relate to it. So, they were kind of really drawn to him. And I thought it was pretty funny because when you're dealing with pirated radio stations, it only sends out a signal so many miles away, right? Yeah. So, I guess these kids found out. And they were his peers. I mean, they were kids in his high school that he went to. They found out that if you go to a certain spot, which was, I believe, like on a, like like some kind of field area, right? It was like an open
1: yeah, field. Yeah, it was, like, a, it was like, in a, like an abandoned drive-in, I think, right? It looked like a drive-in lot. Yeah, some
0: kind of grass field or something, I believe. And they kind of drove their cars on there. And they were able to get the best reception there. So, they knew it was kind of like within a couple mile radius that he was broadcasting. And they would all kind of meet up. And it was kind of like the typical meetup at 10 p.m. every night. He would kind of turn the air on, you know, the airwaves on. And he would just kind of let all of his feelings out. And that's pretty much what it was.
1: Yeah, it became almost like a the traditional ritual, like a habitual ritual. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how me and you used to play at the park all the damn time, you know? Right, right. I miss right. those days, David. I'm just saying. Just saying.
0: <laughs> well, we're grown up now. We got responsibility. Then we live in two I different know. states, buddy. We live in two different states. Bills that never go away. Oh Story god. Of my, my god! <laughs> Being a grown up is fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> but seeing movies like this really take me back to a simpler time. Like I said, um, but back then it was like girls, bullies, you know, uh, my grades, my parents, stuff like that, like the general things, and um, those things could be pretty stressful. I believe right, in a but good you life.
1: Did, but yeah, and I, I see that. Sorry to interrupt. But I see that the change and shift of times is back then we dealt with it. Now it's more like other people get involved. You have to be too PC. But I guess it's because back then, I don't know, things were different, I guess. I, it almost makes me wonder what changed, you know? Yeah. yeah. What changed, David?
0: Well, definitely yeah. the, the, the climate, uh, the political climate changed for sure. Uh, you know, not political climate, but political correctness, too um a lot of people became more sensitive Uh, as you as you guys see in the movie if you guys check out this movie pump of the volume which i definitely recommend and it did get a high score so it's not just us saying it's a really good movie um it got a 7.2 out of 10 on imdb this movie was pretty much a teen version of howard the howard stern show from what i you know because he plays a character called i believe it was like horny henry hard- or something or hardcore did no, no, no.
1: hardcore Hardcore harry
0: hardcore, hardcore harry, harry. Oh, no
1: no no what was it no hard on harry i'm sorry hard
0: on harry Hard on Harry.
1: so that kind of get... had that little toy remember he had the little yeah, toy? yeah
0: yeah so it kind of it kind of gives you uh an insight of how raunchy his on-air personality was oh and another thing too um he would disguise his voice with a voice changer so no one knew who it was that was broadcasting um so that was a, a pretty cool uh interesting interesting take on on the on-air thing um, but it also d- uh dug deep with different different teams that would call in and they would discuss some of the problems most of the time it was just you know prank callers or whatever. but in the beginning of this film, uh they actually have a caller who calls in and he is a depressed teen and he's kind of pouring out his feelings so you kind of see that christian slater's character has more influence than I think he even knows. And, um, there's a love interest in the film who kind of gets really invested in Christian, Christian Slater. And she kind of says, you know, your radio station is, it's reaching people, but not only just reaching lengthwise, but you're reaching, you're, you're, you're creating an impact, you know, on these kids' lives and they can relate to you and they confide in you and, and, you know, they share the same emotions that you do because even though he doesn't look like it, he, like you said, he's an introvert and I mean, he is a completely different person on air than he is in school.
1: Oh yeah, and totally. And go, and going back to his love interest, that was uh, her name Samantha in the in the movie, mm. and she's – uh her, the actress that played her was Nora Davis. Yeah. Or no, I'm sorry, Nora Mathis. Mm. And uh, yeah, it, I think she did a great job too, uh, influencing him to not give up near the end of the movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, and, and, another thing too, um, throughout each scene, you get some great music from the nineties, man. It was, it was a very oh, eclectic yeah. bunch. You had some rock in there. You had, um, I heard some like, uh, he said he played some like unreleased beastie boys that I had never heard. And, and there was like all kinds of different types of music because not only was he an on air DJ personnel, he would also play music in between, you know, based on whatever theme they were talking about. And going back to this, um, a uh, hard on Harry character. Occasionally, he would just kind of f- just kind of jerk off <laughs> just as a goof on air, and everybody would kind of laugh, and they knew him as this pervy, Howard Stern, you know, private parts character. You know what I mean? Right.
1: Yeah, and I think that was, like, really controversial at the time. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, this, this movie, I don't know if you know this, but this movie won a couple awards, actually. Oh,
0: did it? Okay.
1: Like uh, yeah, like some film festivals. I think yes. one of them was, like, at uh, Seattle Film Festival. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and some canned film festival or something like that. And dude, going back to uh, Samantha Mathis, dude, she's the chick from uh, American Psycho. Remember the secretary? Oh, was I it? I think she was the secretary. Oh wow! Remember the one that like really liked him, uh-huh. Christian Bell's character? Yeah, yeah. I think that was. I think that was Samantha Mathis. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Okay. Oh, very cool. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I love this movie overall. Um, like I said, it's a it's a very very good throwback. And um, I'm glad I ran across it. I really want to see movies like this. That, once again, dude, you can't beat classic movies like this. I mean, of course, you're going to get your 90s and 80s cheese. But this right here as a whole. And another, another thing, too, I think they were making these kind of coming-of-age films all around the same time. I mean, you had movies like Breakfast Club. You had other movies that were – um
1: Stand By Me. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, all yeah. these
0: movies that, that did really well. So, I don't know if they were trying to, you know – go along with the same formula. Um, but this one right here, especially related to me is because I love talking, you know, with you on, you know, on the podcast and I love music in general, you right. know, I used to DJ and stuff like that. So music is a huge part of my life and I believe that so many different styles of music fit certain moods, you know what I mean?
1: Almost oh, definitely and I think that certain styles of music needed to be portrayed to release, like, creative energy, like, and it's just, that's exactly what this movie is. It's a, it's a young uh, kid that's considered an outcast, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and displaying his creativity through this outlet, and that's exactly what it was, you know?
0: Definitely. Almost movies like, uh, also movies like um, Empire Records, or, um, what's the movie with Jack Black where he works in a record store?
1: Oh, uh, Say Anything? Does it Say Anything? No. No 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 no! Hold on hold on hold on! It's Jack Black, John Cusack, Jay, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and that chick—I forget her name. Oh my God! They work at the record store. Hold on.
0: <laughs> High fidelity, buddy. High, High fidelity. fidelity. Oh my
1: God! Oh ah! my God. <laughs> I lost my movie card. I'm done, dude. I'm done. It's
0: okay. We've seen so many movies. It's hard to kind of put a name to every Josh, single Josh one. Josh is
1: quitting the podcast now. I've been I've been shamed, guys. When we I'm officially this. will end this
0: podcast forever. No, um. <laughs> But yeah dude so it was great um it's great scene when music can incorporate into either the lives of teens or just young adults and stuff like that because i mean we're all going through it. we can all relate to it pretty pretty well you know what i mean
1: yeah so and i i, I, didn't, like, go, well, I mean uh going back to those days in that era it was just more like it was making a voice and I think that's what he was for the people. You know, he was the voice of that school because there was so much corrupt stuff going around. around like with the Dean. Mm -hmm. I hated the Dean in that movie, dude. She was such a bitch, you know? Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's another thing too. It kind of, um, it dug deep into, you had the principal, you had the vice principal, you had the, um, I think she was actually a principal. I don't know about a Dean. I think a Dean's only for colleges, right? I don't, I don't think it's for high schools.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. But who was the, well then what was the, um, Maybe she was the vice principal because remember her, her, his dad – I don't want to give it away, but mm-hmm. remember his dad does something to her.
0: Yeah, I forget what his role was, but um, he was on the committee as well with the other teachers and there was a guidance counselor. I remember that part. But they do dig, yeah. uh, dig deep into um, into one, each one of these characters and uh, they find out some dirt about the guidance counselor and, yes, the vice principal and the principal. Uh, I believe she was the principal. Uh, so then it
1: was- what was he then? He was like the board or the, like the board of education or something?
0: Yeah. He was one of the chairman of the board of education. Okay. That makes um, sense. Okay. Yeah. And also he played the father of uh, Christian Slater, who the, his parents had no idea that he was running a pirated uh, station in his. Right.
1: Iron, irony at its finest. Yeah.
0: In their basement. <laughs> um, so that was a cool, that was a cool little twist for them to find out when that all came out to play. And, um, yeah, I love this movie overall. I'm glad I accidentally, you know, stumbled upon it. And I can't wait to see more movies like this. I definitely recommend it for anybody that was born in the 90s or raised in the 90s or born in the 80s, you know, for that matter. And, uh, yeah, just just give it a watch. Um, loved it overall. I give it a definitely a. I I'd probably give it a 10 out of 10 because I think it's one of those uh, nostalgia classics that has to be kind of locked away in the treasure chest of my nostalgia.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I definitely I gotta agree with that. I probably give it, but I'll, I'll probably give it a nine out of ten, only because I don't know. But I just can't. I, it's not completely perfect to me because I'm so used to John Hughes movies with more heart. Not right. that there wasn't heart in this movie, but there were some scenes that were like almost too over the top for me. Mm. Like but I don't want to give it away. I can't say exactly scene by scene, you know?
0: Yeah. I, I would say probably the ending the last like maybe 10, 15 minutes of it was pretty improbable, but I mean, you have to make a movie, a movie sometimes, you know?
1: Yeah. And, and actually going back to that last scene, uh, a lot of people don't know this, but when Mark was actually on the Jeep and uh, Mark Hunter plays um, Christian Slater's character, that's his real name. Mm-hmm. Um, he, when he's on the Jeep with Samantha, his, his, his lips don't actually match with, with what he's saying.
0: Ah, uh, so it's all, but like, I mean,
1: you know, it's done
0: in like post production or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They probably just didn't go back and edit it. They're like, ah, we, we don't have time. Let's just release this movie. You know?
0: Yeah. Most of the time, I mean, when you're doing scenes outdoors like that and you're kind of, especially if you're in a car that's going all, all over the place, I mean, you have to add that in post production because you get so much background noise, you know? right so well, yeah,
1: yeah with the sound of the jeep and the helicopters and all that other stuff
0: going on oh yeah it. definitely definitely but this is such a cool movie man um very cool characters uh you got your typical you know nerds jocks bullies all that good stuff in there thrown in with an amazing soundtrack very lovable characters very very many characters that you're probably going to hate especially from the faculty and stuff like that but yeah definitely love this movie pump up the volume
1: yeah, to go check it out. Um, like I said, once again, a great movie overall. Um, definitely, definitely something that you can watch over and over again if you're maybe feeling uninspired or something like that. But at the end, you know, it, it just it just goes to show that one voice can make a difference and influence others. Definitely, definitely.
0: All right. With that being said, this is David for Flix Talk signing out,
1: and this is Josh from Flix Talk telling you to keep watching. All right, guys.